Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Weekend Teacher Podcast. My goal today is to help you have more attentive students and more engaging lessons the next time you teach. To get us started, let me ask you a question. How do you like to learn? Are you convinced that how you like to learn is different from how other people learn? Well, on one hand, there is significant evidence to suggest that various people learn in different ways. After all, consider how you prefer to receive directions. Do you like to have them written down? For example, turn left on Main Street, then right on Maple. Or do you like to have directions drawn out, like a map, so you can picture it in your mind? Well, most of us have a preference for how we receive directions, which may suggest that there are different ways people like to learn. If we embrace the possibility that people learn differently, we might use language to describe some of those differences, like auditory, visual, and kinesthetic learners. In other words, do some people prefer listening, the auditory learners? Do some people prefer observing, the visual learners? And do some people prefer doing, the kinesthetic learners? Think about how you memorize information as you prepare material for teaching. Are you visual? Do you see it on paper and later recall what was there? Are you auditory? Do you listen to it presented and remember information? Are you kinesthetic? Do you remember what you've done or spoken out loud? Well, whether or not you subscribe to the learning styles theory, by understanding how you prefer to take in information, you'll be able to streamline the process of preparation for teaching. You'll be working more efficiently as you learn your notes and prepare to teach. I think it's really interesting that we see each of these three forms of learning, auditory, visual, and kinesthetic, employed in 1 John 1, verses 1 through 3. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. In these verses, John testifies that he has heard, seen, and touched the word of life, namely Jesus. Thinking of other New Testament figures, we might ask, what type of learner was Thomas? Thomas, who did not accept the testimony of his friends about the resurrection, but wanted to see with his own eyes and touch with his own hands the scars of Jesus. But a conversation about learning styles theory involves more than auditory, visual, and kinesthetic types of learning. In fact, there are those who call these learning modalities. Learning styles theorists have suggested even more ways people prefer to learn. For example, Marlene Lefevre outlines four different types of learners. The analytic learners enjoy learning alone and are guided by the overarching question, what do I need to know? Common sense learners seek practical application and ask, how does this work? Dynamic learners are creative visionaries who are guided by the thought, what can this become? And finally, collaborative learners enjoy social settings where they engage others and ask, why do I need to know this? Maybe you've noticed that you like to read books alone to learn, and you're convinced that you're an analytic learner. Or maybe you crave small group discussions to bounce ideas off others, and you're a collaborative learner. It's very possible. But now that we've had a chance to acknowledge what learning styles theorists propose, let's consider the opposing view. An NPR story that aired in August 2011 was entitled, Think You're an Auditory or Visual Learner? Scientists Say It's Unlikely. In this report, a cognitive scientist, Daniel Willingham, claimed there may be too much emphasis on students' alleged learning styles and too little consideration of the content being presented. And I think it's an excellent reminder. To illustrate, let me ask you which country I'm describing now. This country is a popular destination for millions of tourists for its charming atmosphere. It's the largest country in this part of Europe, 
It's composed of lush plains, rich mountains, and beautiful coasts. Because of its high-yielding resources, it is the lead country in the EU for food exports. Its wine is considered one of the best-tasting wines internationally, and it is the largest wine producer in the world. Well, that information is one way to learn about a country. But compare that auditory description to a map, a map of France. How do they teach differently? When it comes to geography, learning must include the visual. Geography requires maps. It's not something you learn best simply by auditory descriptions. But to visit that country and taste its food, to stand at the top of the Eiffel Tower and feel the wind and the tower sway, that's an even deeper form of learning. Or consider music. It's one thing to be given a sheet of music with no lyrics. We might wonder what it is. Compare that to experiencing the sound of the music played that is printed on the page. You not only see it, but you hear it. Music is different from geography. It can't be learned primarily through visual means. It must be auditory. But there's an even deeper form of learning when it comes to music, the kind that comes from performing it. So let me ask this one piercing question. What is the best way to teach the imitation of Jesus? How should we shape and form disciples? Is it an auditory exercise? Is it visual? Is it kinesthetic? We could also ask, is it analytical, dynamic, collaborative, or common sense? The answer is yes. Let's enlist all the help of multiple learning styles, multiple learning modalities, and any possible resource to help people engage in discipleship both inside and outside the classroom. When you think about creating lessons, learning styles are, are one variable to consider, but also remember to consider the material you're teaching. Some things are best taught in certain ways regardless of a learning style. I'm Dr. Houston Heflin. Until next time, remember, the ways we connect learners to content impacts what they learn. If you found this podcast helpful, I encourage you to leave a rating on iTunes or even a review. I would really appreciate it. And if you're looking for ways to equip and train volunteer teachers at your church beyond this podcast, I'd enjoy talking with you about visiting your church to offer a teacher equipping seminar. If you're interested in what that might look like, you can email me at theweekendteacher at gmail.com.